going to continue our coverage of the Surrey policing situation. Today, the government, uh, the provincial government, says that Surrey should continue its transition to a municipal police force and that the province said it's willing to provide compensation for that move. That included $150 million over five years. If Surrey continues its move to SPS, the province went out of its way to say that it would also save this, uh, the community $72 million if they kept SPS because they wouldn't have to pay severance fees. Now, they brought up the issue of uh, the Mounties saying that there are 1,500 vacancies uh, in this province and they worry that uh, if uh, the uh, RCMP uh, in Surrey hire more officers, it would mean other communities in BC who are still trying to fill positions would suffer. Uh, nevertheless, Brenda Locke, the mayor of Surrey, who was on the show at 3 o'clock today uh, during uh, our conversation and during an earlier press conference, says that uh, she ran on keeping the RCMP and she still wishes to keep the RCMP. Take a listen. Our decision is exactly what it was in December, that we will keep the RCMP as the police of jurisdiction. I have since spoken with the uh, Deputy Commissioner and asked him if he could fulfill. As you know, there are requirements to keep the RCMP. There are requirements to go with the SPS. And I have uh, spoken with the uh, Deputy Commissioner. He was very, very clear that he can reach all those uh, issues that were raised for him. So we are confident moving forward. Uh, now, uh, Public Safety Minister Mike Farnworth, as I said, in that 500-page report, said that there are many vacancies and he was concerned about uh, safety uh, in the region and the unfilled positions that are already out there and whether or not Surrey could ramp up. Uh, here is Public Safety Minister Mike Farnworth. The RCMP have significant recruiting challenges right now. And with 1,500 vacancies across British Columbia, we cannot afford to make it worse. The Director of Police Services report makes it clear that backtracking to the RCMP risks reducing police presence in other regions. Moving backwards to the RCMP in Surrey could come at the cost of staffing positions elsewhere in the province. That risks impacting public safety in the entire region, including in Surrey. That was Public Safety Minister uh, Mike Farnworth. Joining me now is Brian Edwards, Assistant Commissioner for the Surrey RCMP. Mr. Edwards, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, good afternoon, Jazz, and good afternoon to your listeners. First, first and foremost, your reaction to uh, today's uh, announcement by the Minister and the reaction from uh, Mayor Brenda Locke. Your thoughts overall on the day and, and what's been said? <laughs> well, Jazz, a lot going on today. I think uh, first and foremost... Uh, my reaction is one that um, I'm disappointed that uh, we're still um, have a degree of uncertainty here because uh, uh, the city has said that uh, they're going to need to make a decision. And in that is, in fact, what the minister has asked them to do. So they're going to have to assess this. Uh, we're aware of what the minister has said, and we're well aware of what the uh, mayor has indicated. So it prolongs something that's already been uh, too too long, in my opinion. Do you have staffing challenges? I think um, I think the RCMP has staffing challenges, and I'm glad that you asked me asked me this question, Jazz. Um, really, COVID presented the perfect storm, and I think we see this with BC Ambulance. Uh, we see it with many many agencies. So prior to COVID. We received almost uh, 500 cadets into this division. And then, of course, with COVID, we were hit very hard. And so that reduction uh, came down to about 150. But I think, Jazz, 
when we look at the vacancies, there's we, we need to put that in context, as the commanding officer, Dwayne McDonald, said today. Mm-hmm. There's hard vacancies. That means there's nobody for the role. But there's about 500 of those where we need to fill. And of those, only several hundred were unfunded in the provincial business line until recently. They weren't funded, so we couldn't put anybody in there. Of the other thousand, these are people that are on mat leave or pat leave or off-duty sick. And Jazz, where we're finding we're up a couple hundred from normal is because of backlogs in the medical system within BC. People are waiting longer to get access to specialists. So between the reduction in cadets and the reduction in the healthcare system, then that gives you a delta of a few hundred more than we would ever see. So we're addressing these with aggressive recruiting, and we are seeing in the medical system that things are starting to open up, and we're sending people on a priority basis to address that. So I think other than that, um, what I see moving forward with the collective agreement that's been in place 18 months, I see very positive indicators on the horizon. And the reason I say that, Jazz, is because our experienced police officer program, we brought in over 70 this last over the last year and those are members from other agencies and prior to the collective agreement in bc we just weren't having anybody move over so i uh i think we have mechanisms in place to uh deal with those issues in regards to the hard uh the 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 500 that that you will have to where you will have to uh, recruit new cadets uh, how fast can that be done well i think um some of those there's a few hundred in there for the funding from the provincial government. The funding will be over three years, so we have to uh, we have to spread that out. So I think what you'd look we had presented a plan. The uh, CO is still confident in that plan. Over the course of I think three to five years, we address most vacancies within uh, within the province. Um, what do you say to the argument that there's a deeper uh, structural? cultural challenge within the RCMP, and I don't mean specifically Surrey RCMP, but I'm talking broadly with the RCMP, that, you know, you as an institution and organization have to do rural policing, you have to do local policing, big city policing, in the case of Surrey, you have to do national security, you have to do organized crime, you have to do cybersecurity. You're pulled in all directions, and I'm not saying that has always been fair for the force, but it is a force that's also, uh, many have said, has has not changed fast enough, whether it is, um, you know, attracting more women, minorities, to the organization and making it a place that is safe and open, uh, number one. And number two, the broader issue uh, of how it deals with some of these issues. You saw some of that out of a report out of Nova Scotia as well. What do you say to that argument that when it comes to regional policing, provincial policing, whatever you wish to call it, that RCMP should just get out of the business in handling that and stick to national security and national issues? Yeah, um, I think I've addressed this before with you, Jazz, so I know that it continues to come up and with uh, respectfully acknowledge uh, reports that have have been written. I think, in fact, if you go to the agreements by which we police different uh, provinces, it's acknowledged by the provinces in there, uh, the interoperability between the business lines. So let me give you an example. Uh, in the border protests uh, that happened mm-hmm. that uh, closed down the peace arch, uh, the, the uh, crossing, and I was assisted by the provincial business line. And on Super Bowl Sunday, we had 50 members of the federal business line that provided support there. And so the seamlessness by which I was able 
to receive support, support from both the provincial and federal business line was a clear indication of where that is, in fact, something that works to the community's benefit. Now, um, I recognize that this is a, uh, it's a large country. So also, when you're, you're, you better expect with a force as large as us, that you're going to receive more criticism Mm -hmm. because you're involved in so many different business lines. But in fact, I think they complement one another. And I get members that come back in from other business lines that make significant contributions. But I also want to say this. We know, especially when we're looking at recruiting and we're looking at people, the next generation, they're looking for challenges. They're looking for diversity of options in their careers. And I think that's why the Experienced Police Officer Program is being so successful now that our wages are at par with municipal agencies. They're seeing within that, listen, I want to go to the RCMP. I can try different things. I can work different things than in other agencies. So while there are detractors in there, I think there's some huge strengths there. And I think as the next generation looks, I think there's some real positive things that we can offer people that want to look to have a diverse career and make contributions. A final question to you. I just, I just want to reiterate this. So you believe you can ramp up quickly enough and you can you can provide the resources that are required to be the police force for Surrey uh, for many, many years, that you feel you're up to the job, the recruitment challenges that are there that can be dealt with in a relatively quick manner and you can move forward with it. As the, uh, I'll echo the CEO's uh, comments from earlier today, we stand by our plan that uh, we feel uh, that we have the ability uh, to do that. Mr. Edwards, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Thank you so much, Jazz.